Well, hello there, and welcome to the Amore Podcast. This is your place for sex and love topics. I'm Allie. I'm a sex and relationship expert who's the creator of Out of Body Ecstasy. It's a personal energy method using dreams, astral travel, or telepathy to enhance your sex life no matter if you're in a relationship or if you're flying solo. Now, besides this show, I also co-host a sex relationship show called The Passion Zone on Sunday nights from 6 6.30 p.m. and The Alley Thief Show on Tuesday and Thursday nights from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Both can be, can be found on Blog Talk Radio. To find out more, much more about me and the assortment of services that I offer, please visit AllieThieves.com. Now, today is Monday, June 18th, 2012. Thanks for stopping by and giving me a listen to. The quote of the week was once said by Mary Kay Ash. She was the founder of Mary Kay Cosmetics. And she said, no matter how busy you are, you must take time to make the other person feel important. And that is so important in a relationship. Because, you know, when we get busy, uh, we tend to put um, not necessarily the other person down a couple notches on our important list, but showing them that they are important to us down a couple notches on the important list. So. Just something to think about. Uh, for those of you who have left me feedback on iTunes, I greatly appreciate it. If you haven't yet and you'd like to, thanks. <laughs> Please do. And while you're at it, if you could tell five of your friends about this podcast, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, coming up on the Alley Thieves show, uh, Joe Jackson from Mingle Round will be with me tomorrow, Tuesday. And Holly Vincent will be back with me on Thursday. Coming up webinar-wise, we have Love Magic on June 20th. Astral Sex on June 25th, and Dream Sex on July 9th. To find out more about any of the above, please visit AllieThies.com. The Amore Podcast, or, I'm sorry, the Amore Workshops are on hold. <laughs> Not the Amore Podcast, because obviously I'm doing one. The Amore Workshops in downtown Worcester are on hold until September. Don't forget, get a Bliss membership for only $4.95 a month. You have access to... Um, I call it super secret information, <laughs> not really super secret, but uh, not available to the general public. And a lot of that includes um, not before seen out-of-body ecstasy or out-of-body sex uh, tips, exercises, and suggestions. Now, the first topic of the day is about love, and it's all about single parent dating. If you're a single parent, it's difficult to date. I know because I am a single parent and I am attempting to date. <laughs> it's difficult. And yes, my cat Sarah here says this is very difficult too for her, huh? Because as a single parent, we tend to put um, our kids first. And you find time to go to soccer practice. You find time for trombone lessons. You find time for, I don't know, chess club. You find time to you know, go to the friend's house. You find time for everything that that child needs to do. You work it in, no matter how you can do it. And because we do that, we forget to work in, single parents forget to work in uh, time for them. A lot of people, a lot of single parents that I've talked to said, well, I would love the date, but I don't have the time. Sure, you have the time. You just need to carve it in. We all make time for things that are important to us, no matter what it is. Carve out a certain period of time each week or every other week. If, say, your children go to the, to the other parent's house um, every other weekend for visitation, carve out a couple hours every other week, for instance. If you're out on a date, fantastic. You are already have the time set aside. If you aren't on a date in those few hours, go out with friends. 
pick a hobby. Do something nice for yourself. Go see a movie. Go out to eat. Go do something, but carve those couple of hours out each week. Put it aside for dating, but if dating is not happening yet, you will have something else to do. Okay? So you can't make the excuse that you don't have time. When you are dating, uh, it's important to note that whomever you are dating and whomever you may be getting serious about if you're dating somebody, they have baggage. We all have baggage. We can't get through life without it. When you get um, involved with somebody and they have that baggage, they will bring that baggage into the relationship. They will bring that baggage to your children. Whether or not you like it, once you get seriously involved with the other person, that baggage comes into the family and your child gets confronted with that baggage, whatever it may be. So when you're dating somebody, find out what that baggage is and then determine if uh, it will be detrimental to your child's future. If it is, well, then obviously the person you are dating it cannot be a serious relationship. Okay? It's also important that when you are a single parent dating, that the person you are dating <laughs> happens to like children. Okay? You do not want to date anybody who does not like children or who does not want children. Regardless of the age of your kids, of course, it's more important that they love children um, if that child is still living with you as opposed to somebody, you know, a child in their 30s who is off having their own life. If you have kids, make sure that the person you are dating likes kids. You will not change their mind when you get serious. You will not become serious and say, all of a sudden they go, oh my God, kids are wonderful. I love kids. No. If they do not want kids, if they do not like kids, they will not like your kids, which will be very detrimental to your children. Keep that in mind. That's also something about pets. If you're an animal lover and the person you are dating um, is allergic to animals or they just don't like animals, you're not going to change their mind by getting serious with them and bringing them in. And then, of course, with pets anyways, if they say they don't like animals and you ignored all that and then you bring the person in and it's all of a sudden, oh, my God, it's either me or that damn dog. I'm, I'm always amazed how many people get rid of the damn dog which is not the way it's supposed to be. You always have to remember, if you are a pet owner or a pet parent, is what I like to call them, those pets are bonded to you. They are part of your family. You do not get rid of the pets because your new serious relationship does not like them. Ferret that out ahead of time. If they don't like pets, if they don't want pets, they don't want more pets, and you're a pet lover, do not date them seriously. Have to be a casual relationship. Go out to dinner, go out have sex, but do not have a serious relationship. I cannot stress that enough. And we all have deal breakers. We all have things that a person has to have or not have in a relationship. Again, if you are a single parent, obviously the person you are dating has to like children. It is a deal breaker. Okay? Personally, for myself, I have a list of deal breakers. Uh, it's not extensive, but they are very important to me. Uh, one... If I'm dating, the person has to like children. Two, they have to like animals and not be allergic to them because I have plenty of animals and I always will. Three, they cannot hunt. They can be meat eaters. You can go out and have the biggest damn steak you want, but you cannot go out and kill the cow or the deer or the rabbit or the squirrel. And then my fourth deal breaker is you allow me to be who I am. 
And, of course, I extend that same courtesy. I allow them to be who they are. Those are my deal breakers. What are your deal breakers? You have to have them. We all have them. Okay? I guess another deal breaker for me would for the person not to be addicted to nicotine. Smoking. Not really a fan of it. You know, different things like that. So think about what is your deal breaker. And when you're out on that date, single parent, do not sit there and reveal everything about your life. Don't talk about your children on and on and on and on and on. Okay? Most certainly do not talk about your ex. But don't talk about your children forever. Don't talk about your pets forever. If they come up in conversation, touch on them. And then move on. The person you are with, especially on those first few dates, they want to know about you. You, the individual. Not you, the mother. Or you, the father. They want to know about you. Your likes, your dislikes. What are they? Okay? Very important to keep in mind. Now, when you are moving down that track and things are getting more serious and they do like children, which is very good, you need to think about their employment history. Are they gainfully employed? If they were to lose their job, because we know in this world you can lose your job at the drop of the hat, will they be able to make a living? Whether it's working for somebody else or working on their own. It is important as a single parent that you have somebody who can pull their own weight because as a single parent you know you can pull your own weight or you wouldn't be a single parent okay employment history important criminal history do a background check okay I can't express that enough in this day and age people can lie out the razuti and you're never going to know unless you check you do not want to bring a person with a criminal background into your life, into your children's life. You do not, do not, do not. Now, there are different criminal offenses, obviously. Um, you know, robbery when they were a teen is different than being a pedophile when they're in their 30s or 20s. There is a different level for everything. Um, you need to know what they did, okay, before you make a decision. Their financial position. How deep in debt are they? If you're a person who watches their pennies and is not that deep in debt, do you want to bring somebody on who is buried in debt? Or if you're dating somebody and you're financially secure and you find whom you're dating, say you're the guy and you don't have any children. And the lady you're dating, you find out she's buried in debt. Do you want to bring her debt on? It is important to know their financial position. And do they pay their bills? Do they pay their bills on time or, you know, are they all in default? Do they have debtors or creditors calling all the time, wanting their debt? You have to know these things. It's very important for both ends of the spectrum. Okay? When you do get serious and you introduce your children to that person, does your children like that individual? Okay, they may be put off because they think they're, oh, okay, this guy's replacing daddy or this woman's replacing mommy. Um, you, the person coming in needs to be very upfront saying, you, the, the children only have one dad and one mother, period. Whether or not they were a sperm or egg donor, doesn't matter. There's only one birth father, one birth mother, period, ever, for anybody. 
So it's important to note that this person coming in is not a replacement for the other parent, unless, of course, that other parent has never been involved in that child's life. That's a difference, okay? But you only want to bring a person into a child's life, into your household, when you're serious with one another. Don't yo-yo people in and out of your children's lives. It's very upsetting to them, okay? Don't do it. If you've been dating for six months to a year and you realize it's getting serious, then introduce. But do not do it until then. Also, you want to think about parenting, parenting practices. If you're one who likes to scream at their children, and that's about it, as opposed to the other person who likes to you know, get out of paddle with holes in it, that's a different style. If you're a person who um, punishes by taking stuff away, or if you're a parent who rewards things by when the child does well. Those are two different parenting styles. You have got to understand the parenting style of the person you're bringing in. There are a lot of factors that take into place when you are a single parent, especially a single parent of young children under the age of 18. There are a lot of factors taking into, into play, a lot of them. And you have to consider all of them. The right person, find the right person for not only yourself, but your family takes time. Do not look at that person as a savior. Do not look at that person that they're going to lift you up out of the doldrums of life. That's your responsibility. The other person is supposed to compliment you, compliment your family, not complete it. All right? All right. So single parent dating, there we go. So, what's happening on um, AllieFeast.com? Well, it's a good thing because I forgot to write stuff down. So, let's go take a look. <laughs> Usually, I have it written down what I did the previous week, and I did not this time. Um, I know I did the updates for all the radio shows. Um, talked a lot about um, spiritual contracts and soul contracts last week, especially since I had Monty on. Uh, let's see, Bliss did the OBE sex grid, the dream sex exercise, soulmates, Ian, um, love energy, vibrations, the come home spell. Yep, that was last week. So you can find all that stuff at com. Now let us move on to the sex portion of this podcast. How to make them want for more. People always want to know that. How do I make he or she want more of me? Well, you know what? You want to make a person want more of you? It all starts with that kiss. A kiss is everything. Everything. No matter how long you're in a relationship, that kiss is everything. Now, steamy make-out sessions, make sessions usually happen, of course, in the beginning of the relationship, you know, the honeymoon period, as they call it, you're always all over each other, kissing and petting and kissing and more kissing. And that's fantastic. But later on, you know, when you've been together for a while, more often than not, couples lose that kissing. They take a step back. They don't kiss as often. And they lose that intimate connection. And that's, that's not good. You know, Red Book did a poll and found out that 79% of women said they don't kiss their husbands nearly as much as they'd like to. You have got to keep kissing in the game. You have got to keep kissing in a relationship. There's such an emotional importance of a kiss. Okay? It's intimate. It's important. It's connecting. It gets you to the other step, which could be heavy petting or actual sex. 
but it all starts with that kiss. Okay? Now, there's a couple ways to maintain, you know, a fantastic kiss and to get them to want more. When you're kissing somebody, put your whole body into the kiss. Lean in. Okay? Without words, your lips need to be telling the other person, baby, where this kiss came from, there is a hell of a lot more. And you do that by leaning in with your body. You don't want to keep your heads touched and your bodies apart. Lean in. Okay? Put your arms around one another. Lean. Okay? Um, I, what was that movie with Sandra Bullock? Why You Were Sleeping. That's it. And... Um, her and, and one of the characters, uh, I forgot his name, I'm so sorry, but he was leaning in. And another character who happened to like Sinner Bullock, uh, Lucy, um, you know, said, you know, is this guy bothering you? And Lucy's like, no, why would you say that? And the other guy said, because he's leaning. He's leaning in. And leaning in is a show of showing somebody that you are attracted to them. They are important to you. So lean in with your body during that kiss. Connect. Okay? Connect those bodies. You want to mix it up a bit when you kiss. You know, don't have the exact same kiss all the time. It's always nice if you start with gentle kisses on the neck. Oh, kiss a woman on the neck and you're, you're golden. Same with the guy. Guys love kissed on the neck too. A lot of girls forget about that, but men love to be kissed on the neck. Necks are very sensual. They love to be kissed there. But you want to gentle kisses on the neck, maybe move up to the ear, and then go to the lips. Okay? Maybe take some small breaks and then come back to the lips. A nice flick of the tongue on the lips. It's wonderful. You know. When you're kissing somebody, put your hand on your kissing partner's neck. Meaning, you know, if whomever you're kissing, put your put a hand on their neck. It adds passion, like, I can't get enough of you. And if that person thinks you can't get enough of them, holy crap, they are all into it. Because everybody loves to be wanted. Okay? Everybody wants to be desired. And if you put that hand on your neck, then it shows that you are desiring them. A good kiss, it should be deep, it should be soulful. You know, a kiss, a really good kiss is an adventure all on its own without moving forward. But if that kiss is really as good as you intend it to be, then the odds of it moving forward and wanting more from both of you is pretty high. Okay. But one mistake men do do when it comes to kissing is that they can be too aggressive with their tongues. Okay, men, you are not, your tongues are not fish that have just flopped out of water. Okay, don't be so aggressive. Don't be darting everywhere left and right. Take your time. Savor. Enjoy. Okay, and men, their number one complaint against the ladies is that they don't open their mouths wide enough. Now, how's the guy supposed to get in there if the mouth is, you know, basically closed? Open that mouth. Okay, you follow the steps I just, I just mentioned the leaning, the hand on the neck, the whole body contact, the kissing on the neck, moving up, little flick on the on the lips with your tongue. I'm telling you, they will want more. Guaranteed. Okay? 
Alrighty then. Now the deal of the week is a sexual sexual energy advice. What I do is I look at um, energy, um, what might be causing a lack of energy in some area, or maybe an overextension of energy in another area, and suggestions on how to improve that. Okay, for an individual, it's forty-four ninety-five. For a couple, it's seventy-four ninety-five. If it's an individual and you want to look at just your partner's sexual energy, that would be the forty-four ninety-five. Or if you're yourself, forty-four ninety-five. But if you're, you know, a duo and you want yourself and your partner, that's seventy-four ninety-five. Uh, over the years, people love getting a sexual energy advice because it re- I really hone in on what is going on and how to improve it. Okay, so thanks for listening, and until we connect again next Monday, you have yourself an absolutely fabulous week. Take care. Bye.